part of the journey. I was looking at radical rocks. There were fossils, minerals, and rocks and things. There were sand and hills and rings. The first thing I found was a geocrystals. Quartz with no clouds. Agate was hot and the ground was hard. But the gems were there to be found. See, I've been through the desert, found a rock with no name. Felt good to have in my hand. In the desert, you can find lots of rocks. Cause radical rocks are everywhere. Radical rocks are everywhere. Today, I'm going to be talking about Larimar, a beautiful blue-colored stone, and um, you're going to want to stay tuned. Is that a Sagittarius? All right. Again, um, my name is Shane. I'm your host of Radical Rocks. I've been doing lapidary most of my life, rock collecting at least, and fossil collecting. And um, we are going to explore the captivating world of Larimar. This is a unique and rare gemstone. We're going to delve into its discovery in the Dominican Republic. We're going to discuss its distinct blue hues and unravel the myths and the beliefs surrounding its metaphysical properties very briefly because I'm not into that too much, but mostly on the mineral and gem side of it. Join me and join us as we uncover the geographical origins, the cultural significance, and the craftsmanship involved in transforming Larimar into exquisite jewelry. Whether you're a gemstone enthusiast or just curious about this mesmerizing stone, this podcast promises to be a journey into the beauty and mystery of Larimar. And uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. As always, please like, subscribe our podcasts and videos and social media. We are on X uh, under the hashtag RadicalRocksUSA. You can find other material if you're interested at Rumble, Radical Rocks USA for video content. We're at True Social, hashtag Radical Rocks, Locals, Radical Rocks, uh, Gitter, hashtag Radical Rocks. Um, we do have um, a group on Facebook, Radical Rocks. You can look that up as well. And of course, we are on YouTube, and we are going to be doing a very nice video on YouTube about Larimar and doing uh, making it into a cabajon. So check that out. If you want to interact with me, join the MeWe. Uh, go to MeWe.com and join the Radical Rocks group. Or um, we also have another group if you're interested, Homestead Harbinger. So hashtag Homestead Harbinger. All right? And get connected. All that stuff is free. Okay? All right, let's get right into it. Um, Larimar is a rare and striking gemstone known for its captivating blue hues reminiscent of the Caribbean Sea. It was discovered basically in 1970s. It's exclusively found in the Dominican Republic, particularly in the Bahuruku region, often referred to as the Dolphin Stone or the Atlantis Stone. Larimar's name is a combination of Larissa, the daughter of the, so of the stone's discoverer, 
and mar, the Spanish word for sea. Now, there's a legend that Larimar was originally discovered in 1916, and it was forgotten about. They forgot exactly where it was. They just kind of forgot about it. This is the legend. But in 1974, Norman Reiling, a visiting member of the U.S. Peace Corps, he found the location together with Miguel Mendez, a Dominica native. Together they named the stone Larimar, which is a combination of Larissa, this was the man's daughter, and Mar, which again is C in Spanish. So, geologically, Larimar is a form of blue pectorite. It's a mineral that forms in cavities with basalt lava. Its unique coloration is attributed to the presence of copper impurities. Larimar can exhibit various shades of blue, ranging from light turquoise to a deep ocean blue, sometimes featuring attractive white streaks or patterns resembling waves. Let's talk a little bit about some of the physical properties of Larimar. Larimar is relatively soft gemstone with a hardness of about four and a half to five on the Mohs scale. So this can be scratched by harder materials such as quartz or topaz or a um, hardened steel like a pocket knife. Larimar can be brittle, meaning it can break off if it's dropped or hit hard. So like any gemstone material for lapidary, if you drop it, it's probably going to crack or split or break. Okay. Larimar is typically found in shades of blue from light sky blue to a deep turquoise blue. It can also have white, green, or vein, uh, veining of even red. Larimar is uh, translucent to opaque. I would say it is more, uh, it, it's not really translucent where you can see light go through it. Uh, might be a little bit opaque, um, kind of a milky look to it sometimes. And it has a glassy, vitreous luster. Now the composition, again, it's mostly composed of a calcium sodium silicate with the chemical formula that uh, I could tell you if you want to hear it. It's NaCa2Si3O8 and then uh, OH. It contains small amounts of copper and vanadium. The specific gravity of this mineral is 2.81 and refractive index is a 1.599 to 1.628. The cleavage is perfect in one direction. It usually breaks and snaps right in half um, where it breaks. Now beyond its aesthetic appeal, Larimar is believed by some to possess metaphysical properties including promoting relaxation, clarity, and communication. It's associated with the throat charka and encourages self-expression and harmonious communication according to those that uh, follow such things. Artisans often craft Larimar into beautiful jewelry, including rings, earrings, pendants, and this is a way to really showcase its natural beauty and enhance its allure. Now, as a gemstone that embodies the essence of the Caribbean, being blue is this perfect match. It continues to captivate both gem enthusiasts and those seeking a unique and meaningful piece of jewelry. Um, many People who travel to the Caribbean or go to the Dominican Republic are going to see this gemstone. And I've seen it all over the world. I've seen it even in Canada. So you'll find it 
uh, people will want to buy this as a souvenir many places. The value of Larimar is influenced by several factors, including its color, quality, size, and if it is in a piece, then the craftsmanship of the finished piece of jewelry. Generally, Larimar with a deep, intense blue coloration is considered more valuable. Stones with attractive patterns, good polish, minimal impurities are also highly prized for the most part. Larger well-cut Larimar stones are typically more valuable than smaller, poorer-cut stones. The uniqueness and rarity of Larimar, because it is found only in the specific region of the Dominican Republic, continues to add to its overall value. Now, I did a little research, and this is what I found about Larimar and its value. In the jewelry market, Larimar pieces, especially those in high-quality metals with sterling silver or gold, can range in price, custom designs, intricate settings, and the reputation of the jeweler designer or brand can definitely make an impact on the stone's value. So good stone, cut and polished in silver, not from any particular jeweler, just kind of a basic ring, a decent stone, um, just basic silversmithing can range in the $200 range. Some are a little less, some are a little more. Now that can go up to the $1,000 to $2,000 range if it is from a brand name uh, jeweler designer or a very high quality stone, especially if it's set in gold. Rare and large specimens usually have a cut polished end or possibly are polished all the way around. And I have seen them asked uh, for $10,000 and the highest one I have seen is over $17,000 for a nice bookend size specimen of Larimar polished uh, on one side or so on and so forth. So this is some of the price ranges you can find. A very, very wide range. If you want to get a little slab on eBay or something, um, you would probably be very hard pressed to find a raw slab for less than $30, even a small piece. So good good luck looking for that. But maybe at a gym show, you might find some good deals. I've come across some in the past. Now you gotta remember, because it's such a beautiful stone, there are synthetic and imitations of Larimar. These are usually available at lower prices, but lack the genuine rarity and natural beauty of authentic Larimar. And you'll be able to see, um, hopefully you'll be able to tell that it's not a genuine. Overall, Larimar is not as well known as a lot of other gemstones. It's a unique charm and limited geographical origin contribute to the appeal and value of the gemstone market. Identifying genuine Larimar from fake or synthetic counterparts involves a careful observation and um, consider various factors. Here's some tips to help you determine if the stone is authentic. Color patterns are going to be your most, most uh, basic ones. Authentic Larimar typically displays varying shades of blue resembling the colors of the Caribbean Sea. And we'll have these different patterns. Look at several specimens in person if you can so you can see what the real stuff looks like before you go out and buy. Um, you can always go to a jewelry store and look at it. Be cautious if the color appears too uniform or artificial. Natural Larimar can also have white streaks or patterns resembling waves. Now let's talk about some of these patterns as I take a quick swig of coffee here. Delicious. 
Some of the good patterns that you're going to find in Laramar is a turtleback Laramar. That pattern is going to be characteristic by swirls of white or light blue on darker blue background. It's going to resemble the shell of a turtle, and that's, of course, why they call it turtleback. Now, fractual Laramar, this is a pattern characterized by complex repeating patterns that can be seen at different scales. It's a relatively rare Laramar pattern and is often seen in the darker colored stones. There's also Firefly Laramar. This is a pattern characterized by small white dots on a blue background and resembles the flickering lights of Firefly. Therefore, that's why it's called a Firefly um, Laramar. All right. There's also Sky Laramar. This pattern is characterized by a uniform light blue color, resembles a clear blue sky, which is obviously why it's called Sky Laramar. And now Cloud Laramar is a pattern characterized by wispy swirls of blue and white that resemble the clouds in the sky. So some other interesting things. Um, if you look at my video, I have some Laramar that has black specks on it, which this is actually areas of basalt. And we'll talk a little bit about how uh, basalt or how Laramar forms within basalt. There can be red specks as well. Uh, this is from iron that can create really some interesting patterns like a fern type pattern or uh, spots and things like that. So that can sometimes make a, a piece interesting enough that it might increase its value. It just depends. It has to really look good. So let's go into some more of the characteristics of the stone. Inclusions. General Laramar may have natural inclusions. These are generally not overpronounced. Fake Laramar might have visible bubbles and scratches and other artificial features that are not consistent with the characteristics of a natural stone. So that's what you want to look for. Bubbles, um, things like that that just don't look natural. Um, Laramar has a temperature sensitivity. This is very interesting. Um, Laramar is known to be temperature sensitive. Authentic stones may, now they may not, but they may change color slightly when exposed to different temperatures. So um, you can put them in some really, really warm water and um, maybe take a picture and then put them in some really cool, cool water. Do it slowly so you don't crack the stone. Uh, ice, almost ice cold water and then snap a picture of that and see if you can see the difference. Um, like again, it's not foolproof, so you want to use all these tests in conjunction or conjunction rather with other tests. Weight and hardness, um, again, not definitive, but the weight, you had the specific gravity there. If you know a stone that has the similar uh, weight, you can weigh them against each other. Uh, also, the hardness characteristics can add some clues. We said it's four and a half to five, so pretty soft, uh, a little bit harder than a penny, but not as hard as a pocket knife, okay? That's a clue. And I've got a video on YouTube to tell how you can check the hardness of rocks and minerals. I've got actually a couple uh, videos on that. Now, UV light might give you something uh, to look at, too. Some stones, not all, will exhibit unique reactions under a UV light. Authentic Laramar may display a blue fluorescent under a UV light. And again, this isn't in all cases, but it, it can happen. And then there's the expert authentication process. When you're in doubt, seek the opinion of a reputable gemologist or jeweler. Um, also, join your local rock and gem and mineral club. 
a lot of these people have experience and also have uh, dealt with Laramore. Might have some pieces that you can look at. If you were hanging out with me, I'd say, yeah, let's let's go look. You know, let's go check it out. Pictures are not a good way to give a hundred percent ID. I have people send me pictures all the time. What is this? I tell them what I think it could be, but you just don't know unless you can perform all these tests on it. All right, so if you're going to purchase um, a large amount of Laramar, be careful. Know who your source is. Um, if you're going to buy jewelry, definitely get certification or documentation verifying the authenticity of the gemstone. And if the deal is too good to be true, then it's probably not true. So here is some of the things you want to do for a gemstone creation. You are going to get your rough Laramar. I am going to um, say that you've already slabbed it up. So begin with a rough piece of Laramar that has a shape and a size suitable for the desired cabochon that you want. Make the design. You're going to use a marker or scratch the outline of the desired shape and the design on the rough Laramar. This is going to be a guide for the cutting process. You'll use a trim saw to trim around the edges of this, uh, leaving a little room. And then you will go to the coarse grinding with about a 100 grit diamond wheel. You could use a 250 if you think the material might shatter apart. And slowly, with water, grind uh, the stone into shape around the edges. Then you will want to get that glued to a dopping stone. Um, there's several different ways to do this. Go back and check out some of my videos on making a cabochon. I've got lots of them where I go through that process and show you step by step. And then you would do your fine grinding after you have shaped the gemstone and kind of started the cabochon, taking it down grit by grit. Um, the typical is 100 grit, 200 grit, uh, 400 grit, 600 grit, and then polishing. Um, you can polish this. We'll polish nice with the thin oxide. Um, and um, you want to remove the scratches and bring out the luster. Final polishing. Uh, use a lap with fine abrasive for polishing compound or the desired shine to get the desired shine on your Laramar cabochon, and this will make it real beautiful. So inspecting and cleaning, uh, thoroughly inspect the cabochon for remain, remaining imperfections or scratches. Clean the stone to remove any residue from the polishing process and so forth, and you're done. Final touches. Um, this would just be adjustments to make sure that your cabochon is, is going to fit. Set the stone. And um, I always, I always uh, actually make sure the stone will fit in my um, piece before I do the final uh, polishing. But if you do have a finished stone, you can build the, the bezel around the stone. So there's different ways of doing it. But sometimes you have a finished piece and you want to make the cabochon to fit that piece. So you try to make it about that size. But you may have to, what we call, tune the stone and grind a little bit off the edge or whatnot. And you want to repolish after that if that's going to um, detract from the beautiful polish on the stone in any way, shape, or form. Finally, set the stone. I have videos on that. So just remember lapidary skill, it's not hard, but does require a little bit of skill. Um, and depending on how difficult of a cabochon you want to start with and how difficult of silversmithing you want to engage in, um, it can require some precision. The smaller stones are harder, so you might want to start off with a stone that is probably at least a half inch long by um, 
you know, a little less than that in width if you're going to go with an oval-type shape cabazon, okay? Um, it does take specialized equipment. You can join a rock and gym club that has equipment and save yourself thousands upon thousands of dollars. See if you enjoy this hobby and uh, meet some great people who will help you out. So that is everything I have on Laramar today. I hope you really enjoyed this um, podcast. I hope that you join our community and um, like and subscribe. We really appreciate your support as, uh, as you can, can join on uh, and be a part of our community. That would be great. So until next time, thanks for stopping by. And remember, rock hounds don't die, they petrify. I was looking at radical rocks There were fossils, minerals, rocks and things There were sand and 